Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Age of Radio. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Because it's sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, ladies and gentlemen, time once again for Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. This is Big Man. Joining me, as always, is my brother Cooper. Cooper, how you doing, brother? Doing good, man. Uh, we've been pretty busy this weekend, so we're coming out to you a little bit late, but yep. we're here. Yes, sir. We got a lot to cover for Wrestling Talk, the last official Wrestling Talk before we break it down to the new AEW Talk on Thursday and WWE Talk next saturday yes sir i'm really excited about this i'm pumped because mm-hmm. uh you know this is my my expertise yes sir so let's do it yes sir and also we hope you enjoyed the first great full weekend of college football oh yeah continues of course tonight with florida state versus notre dame but we all hope that you will pay attention to all out for aew yes and we'll come at you with our first aew uh podcast on thursday and we're going to bring you the recap of all out that's right so let's get started first with monday night raw let's do it brother rhea ripley took on Shayna baszler nikki ash and nia Jax were in their friends' corners for this match as the almost superhero cheered on rhea ripley while the irresistible force accompanied baszler to the ring the queen of spades controlled the former raw women's champion for much of the match and after a distraction of seeing nia Jax attack ASH on the outside, Baszler almost capitalized with a roll-up. The Nightmare, however, was able to turn it around and score the victory. The celebration was short-lived, though, as Jax turned her attention toward laying out Ripley after the bout with a massive Samoan drop. Cooper, your thoughts? Uh, yeah, man, this, that's how it is. You get too many people involved in one match, and uh, at the end, it don't matter who wins, you you're still going to get dropped on your head sometimes. So Yeah, that's why you always got to have your head on a swivel, even post-match. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure it's a, it's a good match. You know, Shayna Baszler versus Rhea Ripley, that's pay-per-view status, I think. Yeah, it is. It's definitely got a great uh, opportunity for maybe even Extreme Rules coming up. Yeah. 
All right, next up we had the Viking Raiders taking on Jinder Mahal and Veer. Eric and Ivar aimed to resume the raid, and they did just that in a tag team action against Jinder Mahal and one of his cohorts, Veer. Having Shanky in their corner couldn't help get the job done for the modern-day Maharaja and his partner, as the Viking Raiders secured the win after hitting the, after hitting Mahal with the Viking experience. Yes, I love it. All right. I, I can't stand Jinder Mahal and this whole Shanky and whatever. I don't care for them guys, so... Uh, mm-hmm. Go for it, Raiders. I mean, at least he's got cohorts who are actually good cohorts in the yeah. sense that they're big and bad. Yeah. Unlike the yeah. Singh brothers. The Singh brothers was just like annoying little turds. Yeah. All right. Next up, we had a triple threat match as United States champion Damian Priest took on Drew McIntyre and Sheamus. An extremely hard-hitting match unfolded as Damian Priest defended his United States championship against both McIntyre and Sheamus in this triple threat match. All three laid it on the line, culminating in the Archer of Infamy, earning the impressive victory after connecting connecting with the Reckoning to McIntyre, getting the pinfall after former WWE champion, and retaining his United States title. If that's not making a statement, brother, I don't know what is, because you just pinned the former WWE champion. Right, and he earned his respect from McIntyre, too, and, after the match. Yeah, man, I mean, that's... That's pretty badass, and to, to be able to do that with two of the best in the, in the business right now, uh, with Drew McIntyre and Sheamus, that's, that's pretty cool. It was a hard-fought match, man, and, uh, you know, I, it, 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 the, uh, they always say about a triple threat, it's never in the champion's favor, but uh, he pulled out the win on this one. Yeah, and what I liked is how he went about winning this triple threat match. Uh, Sheamus was getting ready to broke kick his head off. Uh, until McIntyre came out of nowhere with the Claymore on Sheamus. But instead of like trying to dispose of McIntyre real quick and pin Sheamus to get a cheap victory, he actually went toe-to-toe with McIntyre hitting the Reckoning and pinning McIntyre. So was, it wasn't a cheap victory either. It was a well-respected Yeah, a hard-fought yeah, hard victory, which is amazing. We, we always like those. Yes, sir. Next up, we had a Dewdrop getting ready to take on Eva Marie. Before their matchup of bitter rivals could officially get underway, though, Eva Marie briefly turned her back toward Dewdrop, leaving the vengeful Dewdrop to unleash an insult on the catalyst of the evolution. Dewdrop uh, connected with a body slam, a senton, and even a big crossbody, leaving the referee to make the decision that Eva Marie was unable to compete in the match. <laughs> oh, that's what Eva Marie gets for being such a never mind. Uh, we can pick two words. One starts with B, the other starts with C. Pick your choice. Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't think I'd use that one, but uh, yeah, she's, she's kind of evil. Yeah. But uh, yeah, um, I think that's how it goes. You know, you, you can't act the way you do towards people and and uh, think you're going to get away with it forever. So. Yes, sir. All right, next up we had Karrion Cross taking on Umberto Carrillo. Karrion had another toll to collect, this time in the form of young upstart Umberto Carrillo. Carrillo gave it his all, but in the end, it was Cross who earned yet another victory on Raw, courtesy of his patented Cross jacket submission. Yeah, that dude, he's big. He's scary. Mm-hmm. Mm. I wouldn't want to have to put that on. No, thank you. Yeah, Keep right. that straight jacket with me. Right? The Cross jacket is definitely is a hard submission to break. Um, I find it interesting, though, he comes up in his first Raw match and he loses to Jeff Hardy, but since then he's been on a 
winning streak. So it's been kind of interesting to see what happens in that. Well, maybe that maybe that's how it happens to you. You break into the business. You know, I know I know he's a big NXT guy, but uh-huh. your first match on Raw facing some facing somebody like Jeff Hardy. It's okay to, 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 you know, take the loss to somebody that good. So there you go. All right. All right. Nia Jax took on Raw Women's Champion Charlotte Flair. Nia Jax was out to take full advantage of her opportunity or the opportunity in action against the Raw Women's Champion Charlotte Flair. It was a heated back and forth battle that in the end saw the irresistible force pick up the win over the Queen after connecting with a vicious powerbomb in an all-important championship contenders match. So, Cooper, looks like we have a new number one contender for the Raw Women's title. Oh, man, these two have always had a big rivalry. Um, so, you know, Charlotte better watch out, dude, because Nia Jax don't play around. And uh, when she wants that title, she's going to go for it, bro. And uh, imagine she gets that title and then, you know, how many people um, in, in The Rock's family have titles right now? <sighs> Three. Dude. And did you hear about that new signing they had? Yes, we did. Yes, I did. That was an unbelievable signing right there. It's going to be interesting to see the new um, younger brother of the Usos possibly joining soon. Yeah, I'm wondering if they're going to add him to the uh, the tribe. They might, but I wouldn't be surprised though if he has to spend some time in NXT first. Oh, yeah, man. you got to earn your way up there, but uh, it's it's really cool to see them. You know, adding some new talent, some fresh faces, and from everything I've heard, this dude is, he's bad, dude, he's good. I mean, we can sit there and say you have to earn your way up there, but then again, we just saw Dominic go straight to the main roster, so. Yeah, but, you know, whatever. It is what it is. Right. All right, next up, we had almost taken on John Morrison. With The Miz having run off to avoid facing him this week, Morrison did the next most logical thing and requested a match against the Colossal Almost. Things didn't end well for the America's for America's Moist Wanted, <laughs> as almost was able to gain the quick victory after dropping Morrison with a thunderous two-handed choke slam. Cooper, your thoughts on the America's Moist Wanted? America's Moist Wanted and his failures. Johnny Drip Drip. Mm-hmm. Gotta love it, dude. Um. Johnny Drip Drip came Johnny Drop Drop. After yeah, Johnny went up. Drip Drip Drop Drop. Um. So yeah, man. Amos is a big dude, and uh, Johnny Drip Drip is not that big. So, no, but his wrestling and his wrestling gear might be moist after getting slammed like that. <laughs> so, yes, I decided he twist himself in a very interesting way. <laughs> All right, next up we had AJ Styles taking on Xavier Woods, looking to pick up where his tag team partner left off. AJ Styles was in action against the New Day's Xavier Woods. But it was far from a smooth sailing from the phenomenal ones. Woods put forth an extremely valiant effort, but Styles ultimately came out on top after locking in the calf crusher for the submission victory. Yeah, man, it's always good to see a submission. Mm-hmm. Whenever somebody taps out, that means you're making that man give up. Mm-hmm. I love it. But uh, valiant effort by Xavier Woods. Um, good match. So, yeah. I mean, hey, you went against AJ Styles and you took him... Pretty much to his limit, right? Right. So. That's all you can really hope for if you're not going to be on the other side of the bell with a victory. All right, next up, we had the Raw Tag Team Champions, RK Bro, taking on WWE Champion Bobby Lashley and MVP. Styles and Almost were as were a presence at ringside to this massive Raw main event, 
Orton and Riddle had to do what they could to fight off the former tag champions at ringside, and they were able to hold them off just long enough for Riddle to connect with a floating bro to MVP to retain the championship goal for RK-Bro. Following the win, WWE champion Bobby Lashley attempted to take out the original bro, but Orton swooped in to deliver a massive RKO to the Almighty for his troubles. Cooper, good, your thoughts? Good, they need to. Um, RK, bro, mm-hmm. awesome win. Um, to to you know defend your titles against the you know WWE champion and his henchmen. Mm-hmm. You know that says a lot. So that's pretty awesome. It is. I actually enjoy it. I still find it weird how MVP was supposed to come to WWE to retire, but yet he's actually been such a a great add to the roster as the valet for yeah. Bobby Lashley because the fans just loved him coming back. And we thought that was going to be the I mean, big... I loved him coming back too, dude. I mean... Oh, yeah. I mean, MVP's always been kind of a heel. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he's he can either make you love him or he can make you hate him. Right, and that—that's what I love about characters like him. Is like mm-hmm. he's kind of he—he treads that that line. You know what I mean? So, right. and it seemed like that was going to be our big pop for that um, uh, Royal Rumble when he made his appearance because it was back in his hometown. I believe it was Houston. Yeah, uh, that Royal Rumble, Houston uh, at the Royal Rumble, which is his hometown. But it actually didn't. End, he ended up getting uh, overshadowed by the return of Edge that year. But it was still nice to see him back. I thought we were all thinking, oh, it's the end of MVP comes to do his one final swan song. But, hey, man, he's been sticking around because the fans the fans love that he came yeah, back. Yeah, man, I, I, I dig this, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, him and him and Bobby Lashley, I like the push Bobby Lashley's getting. Mm-hmm. Do I like him necessarily being a bad guy? Not really because Bobby Lashley just doesn't strike me as a bad guy. I mean, he's a big dude and he can kick some ass, but... Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't. I don't really see the bad guy. Yeah, but it is what it is. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens as Extreme Rules now that Orton's might be looking at a Definitely, WWE title. Dude, this is going to be interesting because uh, you know you don't want to mess with Randy Orton, dude. Randy Orton is a uh, he's the apex predator, mm-hmm. and uh, what better way to uh, to celebrate this victory with with maybe a chance at the WWE title. All right. Could happen. All right. So we're going to switch gears and head over to Dynamite. Let's do it, brother. Santana and Dax would chain wrestle as FTR and the and Santana Ortiz would kick off in a match for Dynamite. They traded hard uh, knife edge chops. Both men tried to for a hip toss and then got tied up in the ropes. Santana and Ortiz sent FTR over the top rope to the outside with clotheslines. They followed up with Stereotopa Suicidus to FTR. Uh, Santana hit a springboard senton off Ortiz's back onto FTR on the arena floor. Cash rammed Ortiz into the corner twice with Ortiz colliding with a steel ring post. Cash would also drop kick square, drop, hit a drop kick square onto Ortiz's jaw. Excuse me. Tag tagged in and stomped on the arm of Ortiz. Wheeler uh, ripped the top turnbuckle off the neutral corner. Uh, ref Paul Turner was distracted and Dax wrenched Ortiz's arm around the exposed turnbuckle corner. Ortiz fought back and hauled off with a clothesline on Cash. Santana would make the tag and took both members uh, took on both members of FTR. Santana hit three amigos on Dax. Uh, Santana then used a frog splash on Dax for a near fall. FTR took over after Dax smashed Ortiz with a brain buster. 
Uh, Wheeler, Flat, and Ortiz for a near fall and totally stood outside a bit incred incredulous that FDR hadn't put Santana and Ortiz away yet. FDR ran over Ortiz with a big rig, but uh, Santana got them just in the nick of time to break up the pin. Santana rolled through uh, with a cutter on a cash. Ortiz followed that up with a lung blower. Wheeler would was flattened again, and Santana picked him for the victory. Action, action, action mm -hmm. all the way around. In AEW fashion, we start off the night with a tag team match. Mm -hmm. Dude. Ugh. Just crazy chaos, brother. Right? It was uh, always something crazy with that. With that dynamite, when it, especially when it comes to tag team action. Oh, yeah. That that thing is just always nuts to watch. All right, next up, we had freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy um, taking on TH2's Jack Evans. Cassidy was um, followed out with Chuck Taylor, Wheeler Yuta, and Chris uh, Statlander. And uh, at Jack Evans um, came out with uh, Matt, big money Matt Hardy. There we go. Let's see here. Hardy went after Cassidy before the bell even rang. Uh, the ref ejected Hardy from ringside. <laughs> Evans would hit an incredible string of offense on Cassidy. Freshly squeezed, though, came back and spiked Evans with a swinging DDT. Orange went flying into Jack with a topa suicida and then a crossbody for a near fall. Orange Cassidy climbed to the top rope, but Jack Evans met him up there. They uh, jockeyed for positions, trading strikes and elbows. Evans finally took Orange down with a back suplex. Orange Cassidy rolled up Jack Evans for the victory during the commercial break. Thankfully, it was seen in picture-in-picture -picture feature. Matt Hardy ran into the ring and attempted to apply the leech submission onto Orange Cassidy. Wheeler Yuta and Chuck Taylor sprinted down to help their friend. The, a the HFO jumped, on, jumped into the fray for Hardy, and then Jurassic Express jumped into the mix and ran off Hardy in the HFO. So many factions, so many factions. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. AEW, you guys need more security. You need something, guys, because I'm telling you what, there are too many people getting involved with matches mm -hmm. that, that cause the decision of things. And not only that, but after the match, you never know what's going to happen. So then there's that. All right. And how... I still can't believe how over Orange Cassidy is. <laughs> I love it, dude. It's it so is funny. so funny. It's funny. It's just like, it's funny. how is this guy over? I did, mean, did, everybody you, did you though. see the way him and him and Matt Hardy last week when when uh, they started the match and he's doing his kicks on him and and uh, match up there, delete, delete, and he's like, he's kicking him, and then he goes, delete, kicking him, delete, kicking him, delete. <laughs> It was so funny, dude. I was like, oh my gosh, I, man. I thought it was funny when him and Sting kind of squared off and they were both doing the kicks to each other. Yeah, dude. I mean, this kid this kid must have the hearts of everybody in that locker room and the hearts of the fans because this guy, Orange Cassidy, is awesome. i seen him do a swan time bomb with his hands in his pockets, dude. Right. I mean, that's talent. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't care who you are. And the fact that the man can kick up from freaking from the mat with his hands in his pocket I'm like dude right I, and I love and it's freaking the best he's got the best taunt ever where he just puts his hands up and then boom right into his pockets everyone's like oh yeah <laughs> it's the funniest it's thing. hilarious dude <laughs> like that is just the most over thing I've ever seen in my life it's just amazing <laughs> and All most right. people would think it's stupid but I think that shit is funny as hell 
Well, I, I would probably rely on the fact that it's so stupid it's funny. Then there's that, yeah. It's it's just like, it shouldn't be this over, but <laughs> it is. Alright, so we, next up we had, and no disrespect to Orange Cassidy, it's, it's great, no, to, be over. All, it's dude, great I, that you can be over like I that. I love I love what you're doing. I think it's awesome. And, uh, yeah. you know, hope to God I can see you guys wrestle one day. I'd love to go to AEW. Right. Alright, next up we had the machine Brian Cage taking on Powerhouse Hobbs. Brian Cage struck Hobbs from behind when Hobbs was making his entrance. Taz joined the commentary team for this match. Cage rammed Hobbs into the steel barricade. They brawled on the outside. And then Hobbs pancaked the machine Brian Cage with a shoulder block. Cage hoisted up Hobbs and then dropped him with a flatliner. Cage connected with thrust kicks and then exploder suplex. Cage was looking for the drill claw, but Hobbs managed to escape. Hobbs smashed Cage with a spine buster. Then Cage surprised Hobbs with a knee strike underneath the jaw. Ouch, that hurt. Uh, Cage then suplexed Hobbs onto the... Uh, Hobbs back into the ring. There we go. Uh, Hook jumped into one... Jumped onto the ring apron to distract the referee. Uh, Hobbs shoved Hook, uh, Cage into Ricky Starks. He nailed Cage in the head with the FTW championship. Hobbs used the finisher to pin Brian Cage. See? See what I say? Too many people. Too many people. Too many people getting involved. Uh, this match, dude, if, if you don't... If you've never seen Hobbs or Brian Cage... These two are beasts, dude. They, they are, are big guys. They're freaking huge. So, I mean, this was a good match, dude. And, oh, my gosh, man. Oh, pay-per-view quality. Mm-hmm. It's crazy how big these two guys are. And um, athletic, dude. Oh, I yeah. Mean, athletic like, oh, my God, dude. It's crazy. All right, next up we had Penelope Ford with the bunny taking on Tay Conti. Tay tossed Ford over with judo throws. Tay smashed her knee into Penelope's face. Tay was about to leap off the top rope, but Penelope ran into the ropes, forcing Tay to lose her balance and crash onto the mat. Penelope dropped a double stomp onto Tay Conte. Uh, Tay connected with a diving crossbody on Ford and got the near fall. Ford applied the Muda lock onto Tay, but uh, she would counter with her own ankle lock. Uh, Ford reached the bottom rope, forcing the ref to break the hold. Tay would use a trifecta of kick thrust against Ford. The bunny grabbed Tay's ankle. Ford accidentally collided with the bunny head first when Tay moved out of the way. And Tay would roll up Ford for the victory. The bunny bunny and Penelope Ford double-teamed Tay after the match. And then Anna Jay returned to AEW. Anna Jay ran off Ford and the bunny and then hugged Tay Conti. Jeez. Too many people involved, as I say, dude. We always see this. It's just too much. It's just too much, man. It's chaos. It's crazy. It's dynamite. It's an explosion of euphoria. (laughs) Yeah. All right, let's go. All right, main event time. Imagine this. It's a tag match. We started with a tag match. And we ate. Ate. Finished with an eight-man tag team match. There we go. Wow. All right, so we have the world champion, AEW world champions, the Young Bucks, with the Impact Tag Champions, the Gold, the Good Brothers, taking on the Lucha Brothers and Jurassic Express. We got a lot of things going on. <laughs> Luchasaurus and Gallows would slug it out. Uh, Gallows got the better of the Luchasaurus, sending him into the turnbuckles and then splashing him. Gallows tried for a suplex, but Luchasaurus countered with a vertical suplex of his own. Nick Jackson and Ray Phoenix would tag in. Then uh, Penta L Zero uh, and Matt Jackson jumped in, and both teams traded super kicks. 
Mm. Uh, Penta used a sling blade on Matt and tagged in Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy and Carl Anderson brawled on the outside. He was fighting against the numbers of the elite and finally got the hot tag to Ray Phoenix. Phoenix blasted Nick Jackson with thrust kicks. The fans erupted in cheers for Phoenix's display of athleticism. The Young Bucks and Lucha Brothers wiped out each other with super kicks. Luchasaurus chokeslammed Carl Anderson and followed up with a standing moonsault press for a near fall. Ray Phoenix was on the top turnbuckle when uh, Brandon Cutler sprayed his eyes with, the gold, with cold spray. The Young Bucks entered the ring and tried for the BTE trigger, but Ray Phoenix countered with a double cutter. Phoenix uh, got up or got caught by the Bucks, who pinned him after the Metzler driver. AEW World Champion Kenny Omega and Michael Nakazawa walked down to the ring to celebrate with the rest of the elite. The Good Brothers smashed Luchasaurus through a table on the outside with the Magic Killer. Christian Cage ran to the ring. Brandon Cutler passed out kendo sticks to the members of the elite. Uh, you just fell into a trap. Mr. Callus let her let her rip and bring down the cage, said Kenny Omega. The steel cage began to descend from the top of the now arena. Cage and the Lucha Brothers are locked inside the cage with the elite, said Excalibur. This is beyond horrible, added Tony Schiavone. Uh, Alex Abrihantes called for reinforcements. Jungle Boy, Dante Martin, Frankie Kazarian, Marco Stunt, Orange Cassidy tried to climb the cage, but Brandon kept spraying them in the eyes. Let's get Christian, said Kenny Omega. The Bucks and Kenny smashed Christian Cage with the BET tri- or BT- BTE trigger. The Elite dismantled everyone in the ring. I'll see you at the pay-per-view, laughed Kenny Omega. Ooh, that's not making a statement, dude. I don't know what is. Uh, Christian Cage better watch out this weekend, dude. Yeah, it's freaking going to be insane what happens uh, tonight on All Out. Yes. It's going to be an all-out war, it sounds like. It is. I cannot wait, dude. I wish we could watch it, but unfortunately, you know. We ain't got 50 bucks. We ain't got 50 bucks. There you go. Yep. Unfortunately. All right, so we switch gears and head back to WWE for SmackDown. Let's get it, brother. All right, we had the Street Profits taking on the tag champions, the Usos. After biting back, after a biting back and forth war of words before the bout, the time for talk was over between the Street Profits and the Usos. That was a really long sentence. <laughs> With Universal Champion Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman watching from their private locker room, the SmackDown tag champions failed to get the job done. When Jay Uso interrupted a pinfall attempt and refused to exit the ring, leading to a disqualification. The Prophets were able to punctuate the win when Montez Ford went sailing over the top rope to wipe out both Usos and make a statement at the expense of the champs. Cooper, your thoughts? That's, you know, that's, that's what it's about, dude. Making statements, and uh, especially with the, on the tag champs. Mm-hmm. You want a shot at the t- title? You make a damn statement. That's what they did. Yes, sir. That's always a good thing. I like the uh, Street Profits. Me too, man. They're very athletic and, Mm -hmm. you know, up-and-comers, and and I think they're badass, dude. I mean, what are they, two-time champions now? Yeah. And their only real downfall has been Montez Ford's injury history. Yeah. If he could just stay healthy for a longer period of time, they would stay in title contention with the division. Oh, yeah. I think that's true, but they're also very – they're so, like – they throw their bodies on the line every time they're in that ring. So you never know what's going to happen with them. So. Unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. All right, next up, SmackDown Women's Champion Becky Lynch came out to talk to the crowd. The man came around to address the WWE Universe once again, but this time the EST of WWE was quick to retort. Blair reminded Lynch that she earned her SmackDown Women's Championship rematch last week and proposed to have that match tonight. 
or you know Friday night. But the man flat out refused the challenge from the former champion once more. Cooper, your thoughts? Um. Yeah, I don't know about that, dude. Uh, to me, if if you're challenged, you as a champion need to go out there and make that statement and do what you got to do. Yeah, I I can agree with that. But you know, of course, WWE likes to have certain championships at you know pay per views. So and there's that. So that might be what we're waiting on is the women's SmackDown championship match at Extreme Rules. Yep. All right. Next up, Rick Boogs took on Dolph Ziggler. King Nakamura's heavy metal-loving cohort, Rick Boogs, competed in his first singles match on SmackDown against Dolph Ziggler, and the result was a smash hit for the skilled guitarist. Boogs was able to hit Ziggler with a huge pump handle slam for the victory. Your thoughts? That's crazy, dude. Uh, That's making a big statement on somebody like Dolph Ziggler. Mm -hmm. I know that Dolph Ziggler is kind of on the back half of whatever he's done with his career. Mm -hmm. But, uh, I mean, he's he's a world champion. So, that's a big statement there, Rick Boogs. Yes, sir. All right, next up, Cesaro taking on Seth Rollins. A rivalry was renewed as Rollins took on Cesaro as a visionary of of Drip purported to be moving on from Edge. Why now he's a visionary of Drip? What's up with this Drip crap? What's up with Drip Drip? Lord have mercy. Rollins' actual intentions became clear when he grabbed a steel chair and began to unleash an insult on Cesaro to end the bout. Uh, Rollins continued to attack the uh, continued the attack, beginning to bear an eerie resemblance to the Rated R Superstar superstar as he used the piece of the chair to lock the Swiss, uh, Swiss cyborg in a face-bending crossface. After his patented stomp, Rollins was about to deliver a devastating concerto, but Edge burst onto the scene to send SmackDown Savior backing away. Yeah, uh, thank God Edge showed up with the save, because that would have been bad, dude. Alright. So, uh, yeah, I think they're gonna. You think they're gonna push this rivalry out longer? It was a pretty good match. It sounds like it. it sounds like we're gonna get some more pay per view runs here with those two. So that's pretty cool, man. Mm-hmm. All right. Next up, we had uh, the KO show took a rough turn for its host as ha- as Happy Corbin brought his own guest on Kevin Owens' uh, forum, Logan Paul. This was the first time Paul and Owens found themselves in the same ring since the Relentless One delivered a stunner to the social media star at WrestleMania. After things got heated between KO and Paul, Corbin got in a cheap shot on Owens so that he and Paul can make a statement at his expense. Uh, stupid, dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, Logan Paul, go back to doing whatever it is you do, dude. Get out of the wrestling room. Well, he's boxing, so. Yeah, I know he's boxing. And it's stupid. I don't even like it, but whatever. He's undefeated. Four and oh. Yeah. So, anyways. Four and oh. Sami taking on Dominique Mysterio is up next. Mysterio set out to redeem himself in a rematch against Sami Zayn, and he was all over. And it was all over for four a.m. from the sound of the bell. Oh, he was all over him from the sound of the bell. Sorry. Things took a turn when <laughs> Rey Mysterio made his way down to the ramp to make sure Zayn didn't escape the match, leading to Dominic to urge his father that he had the match handled. Zane had other plans as he was able to nail Don with a hell of a kick to pick up the victory. Not good, dude. Uh, is this the end of the Mysterios? Is this going to be the break? You know? Mm-hmm. At one, Seems like it. Someone actually had the thought that um, at SummerSlam that Dominic might have turned on his dad and joined the bloodline, but obviously that didn't happen. But 
It's looking like, though, that there is cracks in the foundation of the Mysterio family. Yikes. All right, next up, Universal Champion Roman Reigns took on Finn Balor. Things were volatile from the start as the Usos launched a pre-match attack on Finn Balor during his entrance. Luckily, the Street Profits hit the scene to fend off the SmackDown champions, or tag champions, but damage was done to the Prince. Uh, still, Balor went on, went on to put forth a valiant effort against Roman Reigns, even managing to connect with his coup de grace. But in the end, the Universal Champion was too much, locking in the brutal guillotine submission to earn the victory and retain his title. Yeah, man. Um, it's the bloodline. Um, uh, I'm not liking this. Uh, I think that Finn Balor would have had a better chance if, you know, he's not attacked before the match. Mm -hmm. um, so I think they softened him up for uh, old Roman Reigns there because uh, as much as he put in that valiant effort, he probably would have been able to pull it off if they didn't, uh, didn't step in there. All right. Now, after the match, though, there was an interesting um, occurrence happening as the lights would turn dark, then red, and then you would hear a heartbeat, leading people to suspect either the awakening of the Demon King or the possible return of the Fiend. I'd say the Demon King, dude. I would probably say, yeah, the Demon King is probably awake. Yeah, yeah. Even though some people are only suspecting it could possibly be the Fiend because the WWE re-released re some um, Fiend merchandise earlier this week. I don't know, man. Who knows what's going on with that situation. I mean, eventually we'll see him back, but mm -hmm. I think it would be really cool to see him go to AEW. I, I don't see I think him coming back to WWE. Yeah, I think he'd have more creation with his character mm -hmm. and... Uh, you know, they could push it to a whole nother level, I'm sure. Yes, sir. All right, so that will do it for wrestling talk today. Uh, be sure to tune in tomorrow. We did have, to, unfortunately, everything was being busy this weekend. We had to push everything back a day. Um, but we're going to be on schedule with football talk on Tuesday. Baseball, basketball talk will be tomorrow. So, yes, we're going to run three straight, but we're trying to get back on schedule. So that's what we're doing oh yes so and then of course like we said aew talk will commence thursday starting thursday i can't wait baby wwe talk commences next saturday baseball basketball talk continues of course regularly scheduled on saturday on sundays and then football nascar talk will continue on tuesdays so that's our schedule now Yes, sir. Cannot wait. Let's do this, brother. I'm looking forward to it. So We hope you guys are enjoying. We love you guys. Thank you. Yes, we appreciate every one of you. And we uh, look forward to more content coming out soon. Um, you know, we got a lot of stuff we're trying to figure out. Um, hopefully, we bring you even better shows. But that does it for us here at Sports Talk today. And as always, keep, keep on, on talking sports. Hey everyone, this is Big Man. This is Cooper. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, but be sure to check us out on our social medias. On Facebook at Cooper Big Man. Our Facebook page, Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. On Twitter at Cooper underscore Big Man ST. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. 
That's BlueNile.com. On Instagram, also at Cooper big, underscore Big Man ST. At TikTok at SportsTalk.Cooper.BigMan. Or you can email us at SportsTalk with Cooper in Big Man. That's SportsTalk, W-I-T, Cooper, the letter N, Big Man, and that's at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in, and we love you guys for checking us out. Be sure to catch us on our next episode. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Human Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now